Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm your announcer, Max. Hey, today we got a fun one for you folks. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Holy Grail, Batman. <laughs> That's a moment of starting music. Starring Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gillum, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. Y'all know this is part of Movie Theater Time Machine. Salute to Monty Python this month. Uh, we have the one here. This one I actually kind of enjoyed because that's some funny stuff too. Oh, what's your favorite part, Max? Well, I'll tell you later when you get to it. Uh-uh. Alright, so we're going to turn it over to the friends, Kaz, Nick, and Bob, and y'all have yourself a good old time. Yay! Alright, have fun now. Bye bye. Where you go? Well, he went off quickly. Yeah, weird. He, he's doing internet stuff. Probably. Okay. Uh, well, you might as well just watch your bathroom. Oh, God. I ain't doing anything that bad. Get your black you know? lights ready, bitch. <laughs> or not. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Kaz. And I'm Bob. Hey, we're here for Monty Python the Holy Grail, part of the Monty Python Salute Month, as Max said. Oh, salute, we, ha- we salute like, uh, like with trumpets in our butts. <laughs> <laughs> that was in real medieval manuscripts. So. Really? I think so. You said something about that, like, yeah. They were taking, the animation was taking bits from medieval illumination, and I'm like, wait a minute, I think I saw that on the internet. Yeah. A butt trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is one of the movies, I mean, pretty much if you've gone to a state college, you've seen this. What's so special about uh, State College? And I mean, I don't know. I think anyone... What do you have against Community College? I went there, too. Okay, me too. But, I mean, anyone who had, like, if you have a you friend to... Or if you had education? a friend or if you had a film degree or anything, like, somehow, some way, you saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> to a degree for it. I mean, I remember, like, my... I think my sister watched it. A lot. She's like, you need to see this, and I watched it with her. It was hysterical. I saw it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see it beforehand? I <laughs> saw it when, probably in my early twenties, and for the life of me, I could not get it. I watched it, and I said, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Although I, that's being nice, I didn't say that. So. I'm kind of just wondering if it's too soon to bring it up, but does the ending bother you? Knowing how they came to it, no. I can't. But at first, when I watched it, I'm like, wait, wait, why? What the hell? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. How, can you remember how I reacted? I think I might have been confused. The first time, I think you were, I think we were both confused, because I didn't know, like, I, I watched it from, the very first Back time I watched it was, yeah, it was then, and then my buddy Mark who, uh, part of Prestige Worldwide, there you go, there's your promo, dude. Um, Wait, what uh, is Prestige Worldwide, though? Prestige Worldwide is um, him and his friend Jesse, who, uh, basically a two-man band. Ah. Uh, Have you seen, it's it's the Step Brothers Band. Yeah, I was going to say, I love Step Brothers. (laughs) It's the Step Brothers Band in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, is it karaoke? No. Karaoke? How do you say it? Karaoke? Uh, karaoke? I don't know if that's, that's a, a, a Massachusetts Japanese. accent going karaoke. Well, I think California. the Japanese word is like kara- karaoke. Karaoke. Like a voice, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's like that. I've never got it. I, I tried to learn Japanese. Mm. I don't know if I'm any good at it. But. What's really mm. neat about the Japanese, I notice whenever you, you know, listening to them speak, they, they have so much passion in the words. You know, for us... We will say, uh, for example, the word sake. We'll say sake, but they go, sake? Are you just thinking of those restaurants where they serve you at a table where they do tricks and shit? Um, kind of, yeah. That's all I would know. That <laughs> oh, well, of course they're going to be extra enthusiastic. Oh, okay. Oh, that's enthusiasm. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that's how they present all their menu items. It's like... Sucky! And you're like, okay. I don't know. (laughs) I do remember going to a uh, hibachi place with you. Oh, hibachi, that's it. Oh, yeah. uh, Where they were spraying sake out of ketchup bottles in our mouth, and you almost fell off the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, I was so wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically, listeners, we're driving home, and Bob says to me, he says, dude, 
I really hope you can drive, because I'm fucked up. <laughs> Wait, that was just ketchup? or Oh, no, sorry. No, it was sake in a ketchup bottle. They were spraying in our mouths. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> that was a pretty good day. And we drank Sapporo, which is like an amazing Japanese beer. Not, yeah. Not to be promote us or anything, yeah. but if you wanted to promote us, Sapporo, we, we'd totally <laughs> be thrilled. That'd be great. I'm in. So... My glands hurt if I drink certain mm. things, and I don't know what or why. Well, watching this movie, I think the first few times, I mean, I remember when I saw it in college, I did drink a little bit, but my buddy Mark was the one who introduced, really got me into Monty Python in high school, and uh, back at the time, we like, we had really nothing to do, and we had a whole bunch of study halls, so we used to steal a TV from the AV club <laughs> and then just bring it into the classroom and start watching a movie. Borrow yeah. it. Yeah. No, we would pretty much just, like, okay, she's not there and ran into the office and just dragged a TV in there and watched the movie. But it was really, really, really super funny. Uh, And and, um, knowing that when they did this, this was... Spoilers! Terry, I'm not going to say yet, but this was uh, Terry Jones and Terry Gillum actually uh, directed this movie, but this was the first full-length feature Monty Python movie. Yeah. Not including some now for something completely different, which was basically new and rehashed old sketches that they had from Flying Circus. Oh, that one, wait. Oh, that was in first? That was the first one. Oh, that was that was yeah. their first one. Yeah, that was their first one, but this is the first movie that they did that was completely original. Oh, original. And on their oh. own. And then from this, you know, obviously Life of Brian... Um, which I probably should re-release that episode. Hmm. Well, it's just the a, Easter special featuring yeah. Life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, uh, but they were just getting into the thoughts of it. I mean, I think this movie is funny as hell. I mean, every time I see it, I see something different that I completely forgot about. Uh, oh, like yeah, the, well, like, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I remember you being like, "I never noticed that." Um, oh, um, yeah, where, like, the police are, like, it gives you an idea, like, it's actually in the modern day. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it was the whole, the guy with the, how, um, how do you determine who's a witch? Oh, yeah. A duck! (laughs) But I think he held up something, or maybe it was when King Arthur arrived after the whole duck thing? Well, no, it was the, um, it was the scene where the holy hand grenade blew up and you see the cops. No, it cuts it was to the, that, No, then. that's where I said, oh, what was that? But there's oh. the, um, the cops are there like, hey, what, what the heck was that sound? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe it could have been both things. I don't know. I don't know. But it's all, I mean, yeah. I, I, oh, I look the guy at the, trying to weigh a bird. Trying to weigh oh, the deck. Oh, yeah. oh no no not that I mean um oh, the, the girl. The, to see if the a dove I don't know why they used a dove instead of a swallow. Or, oh oh or like, yeah. Hmm, I'm one, still wondering. About oh yeah you're right that yeah. Joke that happened. Yeah they're literally they're weighing the swallow. <laughs> Looked like a dove to me though. Yeah, <laughs> true, but it could have been cheap. I mean, with their what you said about pussy. Oh, no, I was going to say, well, actually, I, I was going to go a little off topic, but continue on what you were saying. No, I'm, I'm good, actually. No, I mean, I, I was thinking, we, talk, we were talking about how the, the film is almost uh, a satire of itself because it's clear, like, these are actors portraying characters, and we we see the the fact that they're, it's being filmed. But it almost had, I was trying to think of, like, what programming today that reminded me of it. It was almost like The really? Office, where it was, like, they knowingly were were aware they were being filmed but there was also they were like able to be themselves <laughs> so you have these you know you have like True. The, the python crew and yeah it's like it's like tongue-in-cheek it's like they were in on the joke and they know that like they're being these characters but at the same time <laughs> True. There was some some type of like fourth wall broken but it was so tongue-in-cheek where you had to really like i, I don't know that's the way i interpret fourth it. wall gets broken but also the fourth wall gets completely shattered yeah later on it, it right at the ending point but um i think we should probably get a guest in there yeah that sounds all right. like the thing to do all right so let's so let's get that in there and um i wonder what max's favorite part is actually 
butt. Yeah. <laughs> he likes chicken butts. <laughs> All right. Let's roll it through here. Hey, there's some. Oh, crap. Did you see the machine wrong? What? We got a uh, knight on our hands thing, uh, I think. Oh, uh, uh, shit, shit, shit. You speak English, man? Oh, uh, oh. Oh, no. No? Activate. Oh, hello, here. Kaz, activate hello? the translator. We, we don't. Uh, we have yeah, there's later? nothing on here oh, that man. has that. No, oh, it's you no, know, it's oh. it's not that type of a blue box. Oh man. Oh. Uh, so um, oh here I find you here smear funny like a rose down the oh. line. Good, he spoke he speaks bro broken English. I'm so. Yay! Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Where oh. am I here? Well, you're a part of the In movie Bob's theater house. time machine, and That's uh, to you, right? yeah, uh, you're part of the movie theater time machine. You just saw the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Hope you had a wonderful time. Oh yes, yeah, so it was so much fun. Wait, and funny you... the way they make fun of people like that. Do you know what movies are? What time are you from? 1975. Wait, uh -huh. Why are you dressed like a? <laughs> you cosplaying? What, what's up with that? Oh, wait, what? No, um, uh, uh, no. I, you know, I, I said the same thing. Is it thing Halloween? They said cosplay. I'm um, like, wait, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I know where that dude's coming from. I totally know where he's coming from. The, uh, the cool kid word for dressing up in costumes. No, I learned about that a few years ago. Not I was very Halloween? confused and scared the first time I, I learned of his existence. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Yeah. Anyway, I used to so, think yeah. it's a sex thing, because it's not a sex thing. It's no. like, yeah. Well, I guess it could be, but no. I mean, you know, like conventions. And All right, let's just put, lay it out really quick. I don't want to take fairs. away from our guest time, but... Uh, adults dressing up in costumes. That's all I'm going to say. We'll just yeah, that. so... Halloween is once a year, so that's why I put that out there. Not necessarily Halloween. Halloween is one of my favorite things to be a part of here. We throw the thing at the people. <laughs> we find what we need to find. Yeah, put the trick back in trick or treat, right? <laughs> gotta put the trick back in trick or treat. You know it. You there was it. one sketch that did that. If you remember the show, uh, what was it? Um, you can't do that on television. <laughs> Well, oh, that? There, were, yeah, they, there were there there was must a, have been inspired by Monty Python. Oh, yeah, actually, the, John Cleese was one of the was one of the stars of it. Oh, did, who who did the animation at the beginning? That was totally probably Terry Gilliam. Oh, yeah. Okay. But okay. Um, there was uh, you can't do that on television. Let me look it up. There. You remember the old Nickelodeon show where they used to throw slime on people when they said, "I don't know." And yeah. Then they yeah. Had that. The people talking out the yeah. lockers, which yeah. was a, I don't know what it was a parody of. Yeah, it was. Um, there was one episode where they tried to celebrate every holiday within a year. <laughs> Wait, and, um, uh, isn't that how it usually is? Yeah, no, at, well, I mean within like well, I'm sorry, every holiday within one day. Uh, in order to do that because somebody was going away and it actually was referenced on Parks and Recreation. Oh. Uh, the episode where Anne left and she celebrated every holiday within a year in one party and then Ron... Uh, I was thinking The Last Man on Earth. Yeah. They turned to her and go, you can't do that on television. She said, I know. <laughs> and that was it. But um, and then they, uh, and then this uh, sketch with the Halloween, they knock on the door of the magician. It's a trick or treat. When How about a trick? And he went and stole all the candy and slammed the door. <laughs> Major Candy disappear. Bye. <laughs> what am I supposed to knock about when I fold and the uh, uh, okay. don't, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, actually, a... you know, it's here. Blade Fetch Brothers Spielberg's here. But you're a part of the Movie Theater Time Machine oh, yeah. podcast. You just went and saw the movie. Uh, by the way, here, if you're in the movie 1970, you're here in 1975, you're in 2018. We're not going to talk anything more about that, per se. So That's a good thing. You're, I want to find where you need to put me here. I say what you want to do. What the I think he's just making this shit up. I bet if we poke him enough, he'll like... Probably. I think he's yeah. putting it on. Yeah. For his I tell fear. you where you want to find. We have one. I have a podcast already. Wait, how do what? you... You know what a podcast is? I tell him we have a podcast already. Oh, <laughs> time. Okay. Uh, I don't care. Do you? <laughs> nah, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> what's a podcast mean? To, what's your podcast then, huh? I already got one. Did you throw a pee at somebody? Is that what it, this is? You throw things at people? Well, I got the wrong thing. I throw out what I need to throw out. Well, well, uh... I guess... 
throw poop at you. There. <laughs> How's that? Getting primal in there. <laughs> no, just kidding. Poop is stinky. <laughs> I shall offer you a baguette, sir. <laughs> a baguette. Is that a tiny bagel? It's like a long piece of bread. Oh. That's misleading. It's quite delightful, uh, though. Mini mm. bagels. I mean, Big that would bread be a stick. Bagelette. Uh, Baguettes were the original podcast. <laughs> Your words are... Wait, what? Are, they don't mean nothing to me, man. <laughs> All right, let's jump with this one. So... What year? Oh, yeah. 1975. Oh, yeah, we went through the credits. Yeah, the... Um, have credits? The beginning credits, I mean, we just you heard a little taste of that... But you get um, some Swedish in the subtitles at first, and it does throw you off, but then they start talking about moose. Meese? About how, yeah, about <laughs> how this moose did something, and then you hear this. And as it builds up more, it's like, no, this moose did something, and it's really sharp. And then... And then it keeps starting and stopping. We apologize for the fault of the subtitles. Those responsible have been sacked. Sack. Apologize for all the subtitles. Those responsible have been sacked, or the people who have just been sacked have been sacked as well. <laughs> Sack. And then, you know, the rest of the credits basically saying a lot more about how there's uh, moose handlers, uh, moose effects, moose choreography, <laughs> special effects, moose costumes, Mrs. Taylor's moose by, um, and spoiler alert on this one, there's no moose in this movie Aww. at all. Moose trained to mix concrete and sign complicated insurance forms. <laughs> uh, and a lot of this, I mean, as we said, this is uh, Terry Gillum and um, uh, Terry Jones' first movie that they put together and directed. And you can tell it's a little bit novice at first, but they do bring it together. And they say that it was a learning experience that really helped them bring it together. But the cast humor definitely helped them bring the director's style, which became, you know, basically the Monty Python staple. A lot of what they did on the show, anyway. Another interesting fact, if I could jump in. Yeah, I was reading on IMDb. In the special edition DVD, uh, when you play this film, uh, at first a film called Dentist on the Job starts playing, and it goes up until the end of its opening credits then you hear someone saying that they put in the wrong they put it in the wrong film the film, <laughs> the film then stops uh there's a real change uh then the real movie starts i didn't see that <laughs> you had no idea good callback to what they did the last time huh? with uh now for something completely different where they um th went through the credits and immediately went to the end I'm sorry, there's something wrong with the film, and now man with the recorder up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed that wasn't like a flute kind of recorder. It was like mm. a tape player kind yeah. of. I was like, what? I tell you, that was one of the funniest freaking things we see, because, you know, sometimes we go and rewind because we are French. Yeah, oh, okay, sure, smoke. sure, yeah. <laughs> you mind if I smoke? Oh, please do. I smelled it all day today, so I'm used to it. Oh, no, no. Well, you know, I give cigarette to baby if we need to. You know, because, you know, we have the French, and, you know, we have the bomb, and we do it. You know where we go ahead and test the bomb? Because we're French. Do you smoke from the bomb, sir? No. The bomb, you idiots. Oh, sorry. No, you know where we test the bomb? No. No. Tahiti. Because we're French. Yeah, that's kind of a dick thing. I mean, I hate aren't Disney World. We're going to build our own fucking Disney World. Oh yeah, Disneyland Paris. Yeah, yeah Disney. Uh, how'd you know? Oh, uh, the, <laughs> we're from the future, you know. Oh, oh, I uh, I just guessed program. it using what the Mickey going to go ahead after the Minnie going to be like fuck you and not um, <laughs> what am I fucking bowling ball? You have three fingers. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Say your fucking list. I like your, right, I like your honesty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like your honesty. Yeah, we need more people like you running this country. <laughs> <laughs> you like honesty? Um, I pooped yesterday. Huh? Huh? Is that refreshing? And you know what? I believe you too. 
You I should, because I'm honest and refreshing. <laughs> well, let's back up a bit. <laughs> let's <laughs> get it. Uh, uh, back. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, so the movie starts. We have King Arthur and his squire in the year uh, in the year six. I'm sorry, nine hundred thirty-two A.D. The year of a lord. You have Patsy and the King uh, Arthur, the King of the Britons, traveling through Britain. Arthur, King of the Britons. <laughs> through Britain, as we would say, the <laughs> the coconuts. Via coconuts. Clacking the coconuts through there, and. Because it's their first feature-length film, and this, if you have not seen this movie, it is important to know that they, they really didn't budget it very well at all, which is why you do not have any horses <laughs> at all. And while they're doing that, and they do the... But it works. So bloody well. It's funnier. Mm -hmm. First scene where we have go up to a castle, and you see if they're, you know... Would you have a coconut? We don't have it in this area. You can't find it in this club. We found it. Well, who can have a climate in these two knights on the top of it? Ask your master if he wants to join the knights of the round table. I'm there to look for a quest to join me on my quest. For people to join me on my quest, don't you? Well, how can we go ahead and get a squirrel in this area? Uh, get a coconut in this area. <laughs> no, before I do that, maybe you have some swallow. What, a European swallow or an African swallow? Well, you want to have a coconut. It's only about five ounces. I can't do that. And they get pissed off and leave. <laughs> As the two of them are arguing science that really probably hasn't been figured out yet. Yeah, how much, a, whether a, a swallow can carry a coconut. I <laughs> say so you carry it for miles? I don't know. <laughs> like, immediately, and I love this part because it calls out the absurdity. Mm. Of it right away. Although I, I've, I've seen enough reviewers talking about other things, so mm. saying um, uh, saying you don't know what to do or whatever isn't an excuse for whatever. I can't remember how it was phrased, but yeah. I think it works in this case. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, the, you, you're at this time, I mean, Monty Python had been on the air at BBC for a while now. And the U.S. knew what it, knew what knew the troops already, um, and you know they already have some notoriety. So if you're walking into a Monty Python full feature length like original film, you know what you're getting into. They're gonna poke fun of themselves mm. almost immediately. And now that I thought of it too, this is the only movie where none of them are in drag. On this, some there was an old lady. I remember vaguely. Well, the, what the uh, the old hag? No, well, the, so there was someone digging in the dirt and the. Oh I I shit! The, yeah, that's right. Like, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Is that Terry Jones? No. Yeah. All right. I thought oh, yeah. we didn't have a lord. I thought we were part of an agony state. Oh, <laughs> uh, which is probably one of the funniest scenes. Who lives in that castle? No one lives in the castle. So overall, this movie kind of, it has a plot, but some of them are just kind of sketches that some. don't exactly, but they all kind of have a thread. Yeah. It's more plotty than the last one we reviewed. Well, uh, definitely. Which is straight definitely. up sketches. Yeah. Um, there's the, the scene there where they're explaining the class systems, <laughs> and Arthur explains uh, how he became king. Well, there's some kind of tie in the lake. <laughs> so awkward lady went ahead and rise and gave me my saber tooth. And gave me my saber and handed it to me, and that's why I'm your king. Well, you're going to go say you have some damn water tot. Go ahead and hand you some damn sword. Are we going to have any of that? That's no way to run a country. That's, that's no way to start the country. <laughs> supreme authority is chosen by the will of the people. <laughs> you don't have a supreme authority because you're there. He makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it was so good. Help me, help me, I'm being repressed. You see that? I'm being repressed. Look, he repressed me here. Be quiet. You. Oh my god, no one's talking to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you look like you're hurting there, Lyra. Oh my god. Now we get to my scene. 
the flesh. Oh, You're sick. <laughs> you were in this, or are you just... Is that oh, what you no, we really get to the part where the iron started laughing, and I split my popcorn and laughed. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, yeah, so you must be in the scene where they get to the French soldiers. Your mother was a hamster. Yeah. Father well, smelled like elderberries. Yeah. Well, we're not getting to that part yet because we still got quite a bit to really go over. I mean, Arthur oh. is building up his... Um, we have to bring out the dead first. Yeah. Bring out the dead. <laughs> so that's... Bring out your dead. Like a lot of the time you'll have a funny sketch happen and, and then uh, Arthur shows up. Yeah. Which is like, it's good tribute to the Monty Python Flying Circus show, which random stuff will happen, but all sketches will just bleed into each other. Mm. And it does create the bar, but they, you know, they, they recognize he's a king. But the guys try to get rid of the dead, and there's the old guy who's just not dead yet. <laughs> Bring out your dad. It's the opposite of the parrot sketch, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out your dad. I'm not dead. <laughs> Can't you help me a little bit? Oh, come by around. Come walk around the block. Come back. You know, probably dead. I'm not dead. I feel better. But it's getting worse. I feel better. I feel fine. Can you help me? Thunk. <laughs> there we go. Okay, fine. Yeah. What's the next time you come around? Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and then the you know, our third Patsy go by, and this. <laughs> oh, well, I've never seen him before. Oh, I must be a king. Why? He hasn't got shit all over him. <laughs> And they build up the uh, the knights, and they want to join the to get the knights of the round table. And you have the recruits. You have uh, Sir Bevedere the Wise, played by Eric Idle. Uh, Sir Lancelot the Brave, which is played by John Cleese. Mm -hmm. Sir Galahad the Peer, played by Michael Pollan. And Sir Robin the Not-Quite-So-Brave as Sir Lancelot, played by Eric Idle. <laughs> Always followed by his own bard singing about him. For better brave Sir Robin, brave Sir Robin, brave Sir Robin. He took the coward's way out and hid. He didn't know what the others did. He <laughs> not brave Sir Robin. Shut up! <laughs> uh, they go ahead and gather and they get the troop. But you also have Sir not appearing in this film. Some kind of baby head in armor. <laughs> Which I think one of them must have just had a baby. I thought it was at a that point. Or yeah, her mother maybe probably wasn't just had a baby at that yeah. point. So they go ahead and they lead down to Camelot, and I wish I had that queued up, but the song of Camelot is always so damn funny. Right, I can pull it up. All right, yeah, yeah. So um, fair use, so we can use the full uh, fair use. Use the full amount of it, but they. Uh, um, they get a message from God that they have to go ahead and find the Holy Grail. And he's one of those creepy cartoon cutout things. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> and again, as I mentioned in the last episode, I mean, Terry Gillum was really one of the most free pythons ever because he could just do this silly shit. Mm. And they didn't really care what he did. Yeah. Yeah, it basically they're all dancing around there, and they're like, okay, we found Camelot, let's do this. He's like, wait a minute, think about let's not go to Camelot, it's a rather silly place. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's move along. And, and like, it's he, he was the most free python, because none of them cared, and there was a reunion show, like, last decade, and he said, you know, a lot of you were drunk. And when I went to you and I said, hey, I got this idea for this drawing or this sketch or anything, you all just kind of shrugged, and we just put it out anyway. And John Cleese says, really? I don't remember you doing any work. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
it's just brilliant. You're like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever. And they're just there. It's like, well, yeah, you all were drunk. Oh, okay. Like, uh, Terry Gillen actually makes one appearance in this whole movie. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was the animator that has a heart attack. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he appears as himself. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you're just sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so they go and they search for the Holy Grail, which basically the Holy Grail considered the most important vessel alone of just what is the chalice of Jesus or God, uh, depending upon how you look at it. Uh, they search for clues for where the Holy Grail is, and they go, I didn't think I'm to my scene here. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, they go to the castle. It's occupied by French soldiers. How would you tell it? <laughs> me? No. Uh, oh, me? Yeah. Okay, so they come in and they have the French soldiers, and you know it's far superior. <laughs> so we have the French, and he says to them, he said, and, and he says, if I could do my best impression. Oh, you see? Oh, sorry, I am, I am Grinch, the author, king of the Britons. And you know we have this here. <laughs> and I would like to have your... I would like to go ahead and have your castle. We will take it by force, please. Oh, pretty please. You know that's how they sound, really. <laughs> that was more respectful than I anticipated. Yeah, actually, I, very impressive. Yeah, very I would have been, Hello, my name is Arthur, and I'm a dirty hand. You know, <laughs> that's how you mock somebody. Yeah, or you don't more just like... call him a... You smell like an elderberry. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't say that's one of the best ones we have. No, no that's a silly insult. Ah, oh, you're not French. You don't have nothing. <laughs> Hey, shut up, man. My I have ancestors from France. Then your ancestors smell of elderberry. I thought you hated the English. Get, who are you? Get your hatreds right. I don't think they laugh like that either, man. I had my my professor from illustration. He came from France, and he did not laugh like that once. Well, so be it. I think you. I think you're in a disguise. Are you trying to fight? That's not a laugh. That's not a laugh. So we have the here, and they send it in there. I think he's a podcaster. And then they fake. They take the people, and they take the animals, and they throw it at them, and it's really funny with a slingshot. Boom. Okay, I could. I appreciated that because then I was like, oh That was really funny. It's like the rot tosser in Gwen, a card game online. No yeah. card! Uh, but I guess catapulting nasty yeah. dead animals was the thing. That and it's just random happened. farm animals that were alive. Oh, these were alive, though. Yeah. It's all live Throwing stuff, chickens yeah. and random stuff, and they have this whole farm on top of the castle. Just <laughs> no real reason to explain it. They had one of the greatest catapult systems, I think, that ever existed for that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, no, you would think a catapult. It would be a cat. a cat, yeah. yeah. Like a, a panther, it would go, Wee! claw you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I do like with the ending part of that, how they, um, we have, um, Terry Jones, who had, um, um, I'm sorry, he was Sir Brevideris, he was the one at the, um, I'll get back to his introduction scene in a moment, but, uh, he comes up with a plan to, uh, go ahead and fool the French people, so they set up a, um... Trojan rabbit? Yeah, the tr yeah, thank you, I'm just trying to get to the right point. They put the Trojan rabbit, however, they didn't really do it quite correctly. <laughs> it's like, well, the three of us will be here, so we myself, Sir Lancelot, Sir Galahan will stay in there and wait till the French fall asleep and we'll attack them later. But the greatest payoff, they're like, oh, they don't forget, they kind of bumble, and they bumble, and they fool, and it's stupid. But it ended up that they take the catapult, they take the uh, the Trojan rabbit, and then catapult it back to them. <laughs> so they're going to attack it earlier, and then here they attack the castle, and you see it, this one thing I didn't notice was Arthur, King of the Britons, actually stabs the wall and says, Run away! <laughs> Run away! And then just moves on from there, and then they still go, Run away! And backing up a bit, you have where uh, Sir Brevardier is the is, uh, Bendevere is introduced, um, and he uh, they have this witch lady, and it's so freaking funny. Um, 
I have this queued up, actually. So, just to set this part up, they put a fake witch nose on her. Like, they weren't even trying. There's rope around her face. <laughs> and, you know, then he, the wise try, turns it around and says, you know, if we know she's a witch, how do we know she's a witch? Well, she floats on water and basically... Wood. Wood uh, you know, burns. Yeah. I'm Why just, do witches I, burn? I'm just going to play a bit of it because it's absolutely hysterical. So, let's <laughs> see. political campaigns where Newt Gingrich ran for president. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but where he did that, I played that little bit over and over and over again in my mind until he finally quit. It was, <laughs> uh, it's so good, but he basically convinces them, you know, to try to say, okay, let's try. It's like, what else, you know, wood, okay, why do we burn witches? Now, why well, do witches burn? Why do witches burn? Because it's like, well, what also burns? They're made of <laughs> what else wood? Water wood floats on water. What also floats in water and then A duck? A King uh, King Arthur. A duck Precisely <laughs> uh, it's so good and then the duck and the witch are they do have the same in the gal. They, they weigh them. <laughs> That's a fair cult. Uh, it's such a... I yeah, they're gonna burn her anyways, because... Yeah. Because yeah. they really just figured they, it they out. They were kind of half-assed it. I, she was heavier than that duck. Come on, man. True. Yeah. True. So, um... They decide that they're... Uh, after the ex... They, uh, they mishandled and they had a wrong execution of trying to go ahead and storm the castle. They go their separate ways to search for the Grail alone. But a modern-day historian who's filming this and talking about the Arthurian legend is abruptly killed by a knight on horseback. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And then the police get involved. <laughs> so, this also is, I want to, I'm not going to give a lot of it away, but the, uh, the points that really come up. This part was actually written towards the end because they started to run out of money. And they had to figure out a way how to end the damn film. So but they get money without knowing your damn, without having a film that's like a finished script. Well, the budget was four hundred thousand dollars, and they were always drunk, so that probably is probably had a part of it. Well, I can point out the they were the funds earned by Pink Floyd's album "The Dark Side of the Mood" went towards what? funding Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, the, the band was such a fan of the show that they would halt recording sessions just to watch uh, Flying Circus back in the uh, late 60s. I but do uh, remember something on that, yeah. And including, uh, I think George Harrison also helped uh, funding for the film, and Led Zeppelin, who were also fans of Python, helped funding, uh, including uh, Atlantic Records, who uh, was the company that oversaw Led Zeppelin. So they had a lot of... Uh, rock stars that were really popular for yeah. the day f helping to fund their movie. Yeah, That's actually, how it was able to get past... Uh, one more band, yeah. too, that did it. 
here was Genesis. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Genesis did it well. And With the, Peter uh, Gabriel, man. No yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, and then they did it. Terry Gilliam also said there that they approached Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and they absolutely did that. Also, Elton John was involved. Wow. But they considered it, actually, they found the film would be a good tax write-off because at the time, income tax in the UK could go as high as 90%. Jeez. What? So they had to do all those things, and they made a shit ton of money. How did they, they had... steal all your money that you earned? Hey, I, I don't know. I Yeah, those savages all wanted to do. All they wanted was the coin where we live. They live in the palaces like... <laughs> I'm so rich, I live in palace. Well, all of us try to live in this. Sell apple cores and dead rats, a savage beast. Wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. the right thing. That, yeah, wrong movie. Oh wait, no, that was actually uh, that took that segment of that movie took place in France. So yeah, I think that was the plot of Mel Ratatouille. Brooks. <laughs> uh, history of the world. That was the rat uh, that made money because he could cook food and scared the crap out of everybody. Don't yeah. give him my chance to oh. ruin the timeline. Disneyland Paris is not real. That that um, oh okay. never mind never mind. On the night's travels, Arthur and the wise Bedeer attempt to uh, go ahead and satisfy strange requests. <laughs> hey, you getting to my favorite part now, right? Strange requests? Oh, hey, here. For. Oh, go ahead. We had a night to say, nee. Nee? Nee. Yeah, that was funny. I was wondering what. Nee. Was that a reference nee. to something? Yeah. Nee. Ah, stop it. Yeah. Nee. Stop it. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. I was watching a documentary uh, of the Pythons recently, and Michael Palin uh, wrote the uh, who had wrote that said that uh, the Knights of Knee was based on uh, one of his uh, uh, elementary school teachers uh, he, when they used to take uh, him and his students or fellow friends' students uh, on field trips to the library. His uh, instructor, I guess they call him instructors or teacher back in the day. Uh, whenever he would bend out, he'd go, Nee! Any strange, obscure movement, just to, either between getting up to getting down, he'd go, Nee! Nee! And so, uh, in the, uh... uh what, it's fucking funny! So, years later, uh, Palin said he, he ran into, uh, that teacher and said, he, I think he, he, he crossed, he was like, Is that based on me? And he was like, no. <laughs> was like, it was clearly based on him, but I couldn't tell him at the time that it was based on him. So, <laughs> knowing Palin probably with some of his uh, some of his interviews now, he's like, "Well, he's dead, so yeah, he did it." Yeah. Like, in there, so. like I don't have to pay him any money for it, so yeah, yeah, it was based on him. Yeah, yeah no, he did fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, the uh, they have this the uh, the knights that say they want shrubbery. <laughs> Here and brave Sir Robin, who has the uh, uh, the galley trying to go ahead and sing about him. And here, oh, he's brave Sir Robin. They stop singing, and now he has the coward's way because they try to avoid a three headed giant with three heads arguing amongst themselves about who shaves, who smells, who snores. And uh, Sir Galahad is led by the uh, great sharp beacon to the castle anthrax. Populated by women and Galahad the Great, he rescued and uh, populated by women who haven't seen men in a while. And apparently are bad at naming things or something. <gasps> so freaking. Like, was funny. that random or was that a reference to something? I think it was just random in general. I mean, it's just. I'm uh, not familiar with King Arthur stuff, really. I, I've read a lot of it. I don't. I haven't really committed a lot of it to memory. Hey, it's just, um, I know when I, um, I think when I was much younger, I went to, oh, uh, when I went to King Richard's Fair, there's a lot of King Arthur stuff there, but it just, it, it kind of is what it is. Um, the Castle Anthrax, we're not very good at names. Here, <laughs> so the, uh, <laughs> but this was actually the, um, Miss Islington, uh, Islington, who was the head of that, was actually played by Connie Booth, who uh, was in the last movie, and uh, she's actually John Cleese's ex-wife, who um, 
Oh yeah. Did this for a little while and actually gave up uh, gave up acting in the mid '90s and became a psychotherapist. Uh. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. I haven't seen too much of that. One reason why, uh, but it is there. But the Castle Anthrax, it's just. Um, you know, he, he, uh, Galahad sees the grail, or at least he sees something of it, or some sort of aura, and one of the, uh, one of the ladies, uh, turned on her, uh, uh, turned that on and showed that, and, you know, then it was wrong, and then he just, she Basically said... Basically a bat signal. Yeah, <laughs> saying that, oh, you, um... <laughs> She's been very naughty indeed. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and take it? She was very naughty indeed. She needed to go ahead, be strapped to a table and spanked and given order of sex and everything. But she would have wanted that. That's what they wanted because yeah. they said so. Yeah, and they're all freaking horny, yeah. Here, but the two ladies who were like way too young or doctors. Well, yeah, they've had some formal training. What? No, nothing. They've read a book. No, nothing. They uh, He's rescued by Sir Lancelot. Like, wait a minute, I was just, oh, let me go ahead, give, give me five minutes, like, you still do it. Yeah, I thought he was, like, had a vow of chastity or something he was trying to keep, and it was getting harder. And- Sir Gal, yeah, I did point, yeah, that yeah. well, was the idea, really, Joe, was good. Sir Lancelot, then, he finds the note, uh, after finding a note from a swamp castle believed to be from a lady who was forced to marry against her will, he rushes into a castle and nearly kills an entire wedding party. Only to discover there's an effeminate prince played by Terry Jones. <laughs> All he wants to do is break into song, and everyone's like, "No, no." Well, at least his dad and yeah. King Arthur. Michael think, Pollan. But... No, 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 that to be done that here. Don't need any musical numbers here. <laughs> the only reason why he wants him to be married was because there's a there's land in the bride's family, and the Princess bride's family's Lucky, rich. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Lucky. Yeah. She has great land. Don't we do? We are all a swamp. <laughs> Built out, swamp. built out of the swamp it sank in i built again on the swamp and it sank in and then the third time the fourth time or, I don't know. it was by the fourth time that they finally got the it stuck, uh it, it stayed <laughs> took four tries but they finally got it yeah it's probably got it now i don't want to be marrying her at all <laughs> i don't want anything i just want to sing i don't want land yeah i don't want any of it papa I think the funny part is after John Lancelot kills everybody, and you know then the um, the dad uh, basically usurps the princess of legal bindings because his son was killed and ends up like, no, I could say that I don't have legal binding and everything. Because they're all like, oh yeah, our dad's dead. No, he's not. I think I'll get I'll better. Get better. <laughs> A fine, good callback to the original <laughs> one too. You gotta admire the, that he suddenly died. <laughs> you gotta admire the, the whole Kill Bill quality to it. Like it felt like Tarantino oh, before yeah, Tarantino. Yeah. I'm not red. gonna lie, just yeah. really like running and killing people. Yeah, just the way he uh, <laughs> police runs through and just stabs the shit out of everybody. I was just like, thinking of the bright red paint blood coming out oh of like... Oh my god, I got a uh, laugh out of that. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Black Knight already happened. Uh, yeah, we missed that point. Probably the most famous scene in the whole movie. I'm sorry. It's just a flesh wound. Uh, well, you know, basically there's that. And the, um, you know, back up that, yeah, it's pretty much uh, the... Um, uh, the solo tales, but the, um, yeah, the Black Knight in the very beginning, oh my god, that's still one of the funniest scenes ever. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> challenge of the duel, the knight doesn't want to let him to pass, and it's For basically, oh yeah, it's basically, there's one in every medieval tale, how something doesn't let anybody go. You can't, you can't pass. You can't pass that. I move for no one. Go. So be it. And they have a sword fight, and he uh, cuts the left arm off. Like, well, I win. No, silly. It's just a flesh wound, and they have a half-hearted sword fight. He cuts the other arm off. He starts kicking him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he bends down and thanks him with holding the sword up. Dear Lord, we thank you very much for this point of trouble. <laughs> he starts doing that, cuts one leg off, and he tries to stomp on his toes. <laughs> oh, silly, it's just a flesh, just a flesh wound. What? <laughs> I'll bite your legs off. <laughs> Come back here, you want to bite your legs off. And the, uh, uh, 
<laughs> Come along, Patsy. I love how in that scene, just Arthur just kind of looked like he really just wanted to show his grit and he wanted to show his ability to sword fight and his ability of why he is deserving king. Mm. You know, and his ability to be in battle like most kings were at the time. And then he's just annoyed <laughs> at the end. Like, well, you're like the last one when he chops off the last leg. He's like, ah. Enough of this. Uh, oh, let's go. Come on. I feel like Bram Chapman was, like, practically the straight man throughout the entire film. I know he had, like, subtle cues of uh, comedy throughout, and yeah. even with, uh, I can't think of the character's name, but with uh, Terry Jones, when the effeminate prince, uh, mm. he, he was one of the guards at the door, and all he kept doing was uh, sneezing or coughing or something. I yeah. I what it was. Yeah. But he, he, he has such a brilliant way about himself where he just, he can be so subtle yet so funny and also get his point across oh he was amazing he was really like the calm in between he, the, the he python, was you know i really yeah he had a great energy about him throughout the entire film i really enjoyed his just just the way he carried himself it was great so maybe you think he could do something like an abbot in castello yeah possibly yeah hmm. I, I, I hey would. was that a non-insult Congratulations! Oh, well, oh, thank you very much. Oh, I, I will thank anyone. I want to thank all. Oh, this ain't award ceremony. Oh. Uh, so they regroup. They're joined by uh, uh, brother Maynard and a monk, and then we have the. Uh, they meet Tim the Enchanter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. just randomly throwing <laughs> fire and shit. That was great. Yeah. Fireball. And he's got a ram horn helmet, sorcerer helmet thing. <laughs> the, uh... It was a long belief that uh, John Cleese had uh, forgot the uh, name of the character and randomly decided to call him Tim at that very moment. But there was a... Uh, I thought so. There was a... Uh, yeah. Recently, uh, they uh, questioned uh, Cleese about it, I guess, with the uh, Spamalot play. And he said, no, it, w- it wasn't improvised. That's exactly the name of the character. And... So the, mm. so he uh, she challenged. I'm the that. one they call Tim. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, expect him to be called Gaswinius Maystar? Gaswinius <laughs> <laughs> Maystar. Uh, uh, I have to remember that one. Wait, what? Wait, th- this could be the proof of if this is just a weird podcaster if he knows what we're talking about. Another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> No? Uh, no. The, he sounds French to me. I don't know. I yeah. still believe him. Yeah, yeah kind of. Uh, the um, he knows yeah. what a baguette is, so I give him a lot of credit. You right know there. what a baguette is? Does that oh, make I it do. magically French? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> the uh, Timmy Enchanter directs them to a cave where it's lo- the location of the Grail is said to be written. It's been a number of years at this point, but it's guarded by the deadly rabbit of Canterbog. <laughs> <laughs> Tim warned them. Yep. Dan Schrader, if you're listening, you know this line. Because you and I have said this a lot. What's it gonna do? Nippy a bum? Wait, why do you say that a lot? Uh, just when uh, when we worked together back years ago, is any time we came across a difficult situation, we turned to each other. What are you gonna do? Nippy a bum? Oh, okay. I just want to make sure you're not going around nibbling bums behind my back. <laughs> well, well, the, the, my, hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> hey. So they go back, and the rabbit, the rabbit kills several of the knights. But it's really just funny. You can tell it's a it's a toy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screen. Yeah, in one shot, you can clearly see. I think, like very quickly, you could see the pole that it's attached to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a deep inner meaning about how we're all on strings and, and bullshit. <laughs> oh, probably one of my favorite scenes is the, uh, they use the holy hand grenade Yay! to go ahead and kill the creature. You can find those in, in one of the Fallout games. They had those. In Vegas, the, I think. And they find the inscription of uh, Joseph of Arimathea inside. But I love the uh, Michael Pollan, who's like uh, one of the assistants, reading the directions from the book. And it's one on two on three. Four is too many. (laughs) Not on the five. Five That should be on three. (laughs) 
then one, then two, then three. And finally, Arthur does this like one, two, five. five. <laughs> and then for the rest of the thing, he keeps having a problem where he counts to five instead of three. I think five. Shit. Wait. One, two, three. Boom. <laughs> I think they had a good time with their budget, just blowing the shit out of everything, just like throwing Lots crap. Lots of explosions, man. Yeah. yeah, that was great. No, I think they, you could tell Cleese had a lot of fun just like lighting up uh, as Tim, like, uh, like, I mean, geez, the, the damn mountains had like sparklers and fireworks and all this crazy shit. It was like, yeah. it looked like a lot of fun. I imagine that must have been a lot of fun that day on the set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just this like little pyro, uh, yeah. pyro show. So they find Joseph of Arimathea's writing, and um, they, they have the scribe there, and Eric Idle's there. Thou searching for the holiest of Grail can be found there. These are the last words you may see. You may find it in the castle. Ah! <laughs> what is that? Just dying words? That's so right. You know, he's a scribe. Only they had to translate it. No, it's the castle. Ah! But why would he not just say the words as he was dying instead of, instead of writing it. carving them? Here they evade a giant monster and um, which suddenly is chasing them, and the boys seem to have no hope. But then the animator suddenly has a heart attack. Yay! <laughs> and they're able to get there, and they get to the bridge of death. And this <laughs> part I forgot with the. Uh, Bridge of Death, when they reach the three. troll from scene 42 oh, to 24. Old. I thought he was just a weird old guy. No, it was a troll there where they were talking about the, um... They were talking about the, uh, the Brit, the, um... The where you could, where they could find the, the, uh, hold, where they could find the grail. And it ended up at scene 24 where Arthur and Patsy, and Arthur and Bermudier are asking about it. It's like, oh, it's so the grail... So there's the Grey Island suddenly is there, but that's also where they're trying to tell the story and everybody's saying, Get on with it! <laughs> yeah. Get on with it! Which... Get on with it! Okay, fine. <laughs> there, so... Uh, they enter the Bridge of Death and they have to go ahead and answer three questions. <laughs> Sir Lancelot the Brave answers the questions five. Or they'll be cast into a pit. Yeah, true. Uh, here, so... The, uh, Lancelot's there... What is your name? Oh, I'm Sir Lancelot. What is your quest? To find the girl. What's your favorite color? Blue. You may pass. <laughs> oh, that was easy. <laughs> and then it's uh, so-called Brave Sir Robin who's and like, Brave Oh, Sir Robin, yes. that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> what is your name? Sir what Robin. is your quest? To find the girl. What is the capital of... I'm going to say this wrong. Arceria. What? I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a spring-loaded bridge or something. <laughs> they just go boom. I don't know what's clinging them, but. Yeah. But it's the beautiful payoff in the joke. Um, you know, with uh, Galahad has a similar fate. I thought that was King. Oh. What's your what is your what is your name, Sir Galahad? What is your what is your quest to find the Grail? What is your favorite color? Blue. No, no black. black. Yellow. <laughs> yellow, yeah, right, yes. right, right. Yeah. I thought he said clear. Yeah. No, he said yellow. Uh, the, um, the black and blue, and then it gets to King Arthur, and they get to the question, it's like, what is the weight of an African? What is, what is the weight of a swallow? Uh, yes. Carrying Ooh. a whatever. Is it African or European? And they go, I don't know that. <laughs> 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 well, you have to know these things when you're a king. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, so they pass there and they're looking for Sir Lancelot, but Lancelot is arrested by the cops. <laughs> uh, Robin and Galahad fail to answer, or but through that point, but they, they get through there. So they cross, they get to, uh, they can't find Lancelot, but. Um, and they're finding the death of the modern story. And Arthur and uh, Bred, uh, Bedivere uh, find the castle Og um, off of a really cool dragon ship. Yeah, it's like no one's on this ship. It just kind of shows up with ominous music and fog. Yeah. It just takes them to a tiny island with a little 
castle thing is. Mm-hmm. Occupied by the French. Oh, yes. So yes. I say that again, and you know, it's like, oh, we already have one. Oh, that laugh. Oh. <laughs> so they get the army to go ahead, and, uh, and uh, they start to try to do it themselves, try to knock on the door, like, <laughs> throw a bucket of shit on them. Yes. Uh, yeah, a couple of buckets of shit. <laughs> Run away, I'll just walk away, don't look back, don't give them the dignity. And they get this giant army to come along in a mass. Attack the castle! And then they all get arrested. <laughs> and the end. A funny uh, tidbit, uh, I think uh, there was an interview uh, on an older program called BBC Night, uh, who was also following uh, the filming, and I think they'd interviewed... One of the cast, uh, I want to say it was Graham Chapman or John Cleese, and uh, they had said, actually, no, I take that back. I believe it was Terry Gilliam. Uh, the day they were filming that scene, the reason that uh, they had to dump uh, crap on them was because the owner of that castle uh, didn't have the key. They didn't have key access to, uh, because the uh, owner of the son, the owner of the castle's son, had left or something. So. They literally had no access to film, so all they they could do was uh, the exterior shot that you see in the film purely because they couldn't get into the castle. <laughs> that, that is day for an filming. awesome piece of trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wonder what was written there. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly thought, my, my whole thinking was the French won the whole film. That's, that's all I took away from it. <laughs> well, you say it to be <laughs> right there. <laughs> the French to, won. You're just trying to escape. Well, no, it should be what it tends to be. I want to get my complimentary baguette from this oh, whole thing. Oh, but now it's supposed to be Father Feinberg buffoon, you know. <laughs> I think we should get him out of here before. Yeah. Oh, you've been a part of Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast? One more thing I'll tell you. I go ahead and conquer America. No. No, you don't. No. (laughs) All right. This here is not working. I need need to arrest all of you and take you into custody into the future with me. Well, before we do that, can we just kind of give our tidbits? is this your final request? Yeah. Because I don't like what you're doing to the time stream. I think you're confusing people with all these opinions and, and about these these elderberries and all that. Yeah. So it just ain't right. I'm going to take you into custody like I should have whenever I go. All right. Yeah. Three tomorrows ago, maybe. Uh, give or take. It's a bit, <laughs> bit difficult to understand how time works when you, you're always jumping around doing uh, the good work of police and Time thing. Yeah. I'm already at tomorrow, you guys. I'm already there. All that right. is yeah. a violation of the time code 7767. Mm. And I cannot permit you to continue this illegal activity. If it's a piece of paper, I'll just wrap it up and eat it because I'm hungry. Pa- so. Paper. Uh, yeah. Paper. Well, I guess we need to go then, huh? Yes, come with me quietly. But uh, uh, after giving your statements. All right, so you don't have the right to remain silent because we need to. You, we need confess. All right, so I would just think if he would have redone this movie, you know, today, what would have? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Blood gushing. <laughs> the, we would have had the army fight at the end to see how it ended. Probably it would have been Pulp Fiction. I don't remember. It was like the Grail would have been in the briefcase. <gasps> yeah. I just picture like a British jewels or something like you know Samuel Jackson and John Travolta but British would they still be said bloody hell what are you gonna do give her a foot massage oh I was thinking of Royale with cheese yeah you know what they call it down in Paris I don't want to know anymore Royale with cheese I'd like to see uh, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Ooh. the uh, the uh, the new uh, leading uh, cast members, and somebody That's a good one. somebody in the Python uh, alumni to uh, write rewrite it, but as a, a cohesive, complete story, which includes <laughs> a beginning, a middle, and an end, <laughs> so we can all walk away feeling that we saw something that made us feel better about our day or whatever. So.
Instead of being confused by two minutes of a of going, weird song at the why, end. Why, why is the movie over? Where's the rest of the film? What, which has happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I would see Tarantino. Yay! Style, like, Come on, Tarantino, do comedy. But go completely gritty and just... Not even, just tongue-in-cheek, yeah. though. yeah. Oh, you know what? Kill they Bill, should, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, they should uh, redo that Lancelot scene, but ask Uma Thurman to come back and uh, complete <laughs> it, as she would as if Kill Bill would have... <laughs> as, yeah. as Beatrice Kiddo, yes. All right, enough of, enough of giving the future ideas that, that, that we, we don't need having. Yes, no, I agree. Okay, okay. I guess we'll go for next week. We have Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. So <laughs> we're finishing that you one here. bureaucracy is that... Efficient. <laughs> oh, naivety. So so charming, so so quirky. Alright. <laughs> Arrest oh. me, I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm ready. You sound like you like that. What if I don't arrest you? Oh just, just to punish you. I'm just gonna go back to my bed because this is my house after all, so Yeah. Alright, hell. We gotta go. Time to go. Okay. I'm gonna break the fuck out. <laughs>